Beers with Dave's. Dave. Yeah. Do you want a beer? Oh, yeah. I have beers. Sweet. Coincidentally, right here. Wow. And for a dirty blonde, you're giving, a dirty blonde. Thank you, my man. We actually own stocks in Nine Locks. We do not. No, we don't. Oh, my God. We're really unprepared. We need to... Uh, I need to request napkins. <laughs> Who are you going to request from? Uh, my, the producer. Also known as my wife. <laughs> Can you bring... Okay, everybody. While Dave is typing his wife, because I think that's a very bad intro. <laughs> yeah, sorry. Welcome to Beers with Dave's. My name's Dave. This is also Dave. Dave uh, are you older than me? Yeah, I'm older than you. When's your birthday? How old are you? I'm 29. You sure? Yeah. I think I'm older. So you're 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 Dave first? Yeah, we probably actually shouldn't say our birth dates. What's your SIN number, so we gotta, bud? We gotta, we gotta, no, we're going to blank these out. Okay. What's your... Uh, um, what's my the mother's, best maiden, man my mother's maiden name. <laughs> <laughs> Who's, what's the name of your first pet? <laughs> Don't worry, everybody. He has horrible, horrible credit. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I'm not the person that you wanna <laughs> you wanna mess with. Uh, okay, so what funny. are we what are we talking about today? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so we just picked some random ones today. We're going to be talking about uh, superpowers. We're going to be talking about technology that we can't live without, and then we're going to be talking a little bit about work life balance. We're going to get serious in this conversation. It's going to be good. Okay, so superpowers. Like, what's your favorite type of superpowers? What's the worst kind of superpower? What do you want to talk about? Well, you know what? Let's start with the superpower you would least like to have. Um, I was watching this cartoon called Big Mouth. Okay. And every time the guy farted, he turned invisible. <laughs> he turned invisible? <laughs> yeah. Okay. So he could turn invisible, but only when he farted. Okay. That sounds like the worst one ever. You think? Yeah, because it's like, you could be helpful. Yeah. But also, just imagine explaining it. Hey, hey, Invisible Man, how are you? Can you show us one of your tricks? Go invisible. And he's like, one second. And then he pushes. Eats a bunch of beans. Yeah. Yeah, it waits a couple hours. Poops by accident. <laughs> yeah, yeah, In front yeah. of everybody. Okay. Uh, all right. So that's, that's your least favorite? It's just what I saw recently. Okay. Um, I, but uh, least favorite, um, I guess, like, if you're an X-Men, like, beast, and you're just always a hairy blue animal yeah that wouldn't be fun okay because it's like yeah he's super strong but there's strong people that don't have to be hairy all over uh, you know what i realized we're probably gonna make a lot of people angry because i'm about to talk about a superpower that isn't actually a superpower you know who really bothers me why are you gonna set up your own outrage <laughs> <laughs> i think it will be less outrageous if i do that okay okay i really am weirded out by ant-man because he can shrink with a suit? Yeah. And just his whole general demeanor. Like, you don't like Paul Rudd? <laughs> no, I do. I just don't like Ant-Man. Okay. Oh. Is this coming? What are you? <laughs> the producer. <laughs> All, right. This All right. This is starting off real rough. So, okay, you don't like Ant-Man. No, I hate him. I think it's the worst thing. Who wants to go small and tiny? It's, yeah, but depends what you want to do with it. Let's just say you want to be a criminal and you can turn really small and then you're like in a bank vault okay taking that money okay yeah how are you taking the money 
I think, You're tiny. I think He's huge. I think everything he the holds banks. gets tiny somehow. No, I think he has to have all these things. It just seems like the stupidest thing in the world. Okay, it's better than having nothing. Like, what's the alternative? He, he could also get big, by the way. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah, so imagine this. Um, oh, the producer's coming. <laughs> yes. Hi, producer. No, no, you can bring them here. Yeah, thank you. Oh, this is really nice. Thanks, Rob Bean. Thank you. We spilt beer. Actually, Dave spilt beer. There. Okay. Clean up your mess. I didn't spill it. Yeah, that was you. That was you, wasn't it? Okay, there's over there. Oh, really? Yeah, there's more. Where? Okay. Yeah, so a man can get big. So imagine this. All right, I'm imagining. Okay. Um, you're late for work. Yep. You're trying to catch that bus. Okay. You can't. You no know way you're going to get there in time. You turn huge. Now you're walking so fast. Your big legs. <laughs> Perfect example of how being huge would be helpful for the common person. Or you just wake up earlier. This is my problem. <laughs> it's just, it's just, what work ethic? <laughs> it just seems such a, yeah, now we're getting really deep. It just seems like such a silly power. Why can't it be like, like the Wolverine? You know, he just constantly regenerates. That's a cool superpower. I understand it's not a superpower, so that's fine. Like, why can't it be like Iron Man where he makes a cool ass suit? Yeah, but Iron Man making a suit has to be the least superpower of them all. Now, I guess Ant Man and Iron Man is the same. Yeah, same idea. Nah, you caught me. <laughs> right? I'm not saying Ant Man's my favorite, but it has purposes. Yeah. Yeah. Imagine this. Uh, can you imagine Ant Man during like a war? Yeah, no, we saw him in Avengers. Yeah. It's pretty he badass. Just, like catch something and crush it. Yeah. Tank comes and he's just like flick. Is that what it did? Yeah, he can get real big. Real big. Yeah. Okay. So he can like kick over, kick over like a like a, a building. Huh. It's fascinating. Yeah. You know what the cool scene is at the uh, Avengers Endgame where it's like just like the six dudes or whatever it is and then, you know, uh, Doctor Strange, Doctor Strange, not Doctor Strang, that's our <laughs> local <laughs> chief medical officer. Um, Doctor Strange, oh my God, why can't I say this? This is horrible. Uh, teleports all the people in. It's a real cool scene. So are we just going to go play by play <laughs> the Avengers? Yeah, yeah. Okay. So what happens next? So we're not even starting with the first one. What do you mean? Oh, yeah, because you like to go right to the ending, <laughs> right to the conclusion. I think you're supposed to say spoiler alert. And I don't know when you don't need to say spoiler alert, like how old a movie has to be. So it's like spoiler alert, Titanic 6. <laughs> so I don't know if there's a timeline. What do you think a timeline would be? Of Avengers or when you can stop saying spoiler alert? Spoiler alert. Um, <clears throat> I think it has to do with when... If something's real or not. So I think in the Titanic, it actually happened, so it's fine. You know what I mean? I know what you mean. But there has to be some type of timeline where you don't have to get in trouble. Yeah. So you go, like, Gone with the Wind. I've never seen it. Bad example. Very old. You know You know what's actually really interesting is that I don't know why I'm probably weird this way, but I thoroughly enjoy having movies ruined for me so that I can go and watch what I got told about. I think I, yeah, you know what's the worst? When, so you, you watch a movie, you really like it, um, and you want to enjoy it with someone, yep. and that person's on their cell phone, they're not paying attention, you know there's a funny spot coming up, and you're like, pay attention, and they're like, what? And I'm like, this is a funny part. I have a hard time watching movies um, with people when I've already seen them. I can't enjoy it. Doesn't your wife do that? 
Oh, yeah. Who do you think I'm talking about? <laughs> it's you, Amanda. <laughs> <That's>, uh... <laughs> like, I watch a TV show, and I'm like, oh, Amanda will like this, so I have to stop watching it. Just so she gets it? Yeah. Um, so then I want, I try to enjoy it through her eyes. It doesn't go well. I see. Okay, so back to superpowers. We've got to get back on this. Okay, so we talked about the superpowers that are the absolute worst Ant-Man. Okay, got it. Or like you look at Fantastic Four, The Thing. The Thing's just a giant rock man. Yeah, but he's super strong. Uh, yeah, well, fine. You know, he wrecks things. I guess you know who's super he's strong? He's impenetrable. You know, who, <laughs> you know who's super strong? Who? Captain America. And he's handsome and everyone loves him. Yeah, he's stupid too. Is he as strong as The Thing? I don't, no. I don't, I don't like Captain America either. I think he's a useless superhero. No, he's not. Yes, he is. He's like genetically modified. He's a beast. It's like, uh, has anybody seen the show Dark Angel? Have you seen the show Dark Angel, Jess Galba? No? no. So good. So good. You got to get on that. Watch it. Is Super it a, great. Is it, is it a show from 15 years ago? Uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. All right. Yeah. Hey, while everyone else is watching that, we should also, there's a show I heard. It was called Cheers. <laughs> um, once you've done that, maybe everyone Try a new show called Seinfeld. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, what superpower would you like? I don't know. You go first. I got to think of this. Okay. Uh, I think uh, flight is uh, awesome. Okay. Um, because it would just be so convenient for everything. Okay. Um, also, I think flight would be such an, a useful uh, thing for like work. Yeah. Can you imagine like. People had to redo the roof of this building, and then everyone probably had scaffolding and equipment and all that stuff. They Imagine if they that, just like fly it up. What do they do? They fling it up on the roof. That's precisely what they did. They had a, a, a yeah. You wouldn't need that if you flew. flew. I think yeah, but just because you can fly doesn't mean you're now a really superhero. It doesn't mean you're super strong. <laughs> all right, your you power can. is stupid. <laughs> okay, power flight stupid. Yeah. Right. What's your What's your favorite power? I want to be like. Uh, like in X Men, like uh, Jean, Jean, the one that you can do control whatever thing with your mind. Yeah, is it because you don't like to move? And she can fly too because <laughs> she can control her own levitation body thing. So, yeah, yeah, she uh, she goes crazy and turns into the phoenix and like kills the whole world. Sounds uh, sounds right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I think that'd be uh, super fun. I have a theory why. Okay, I think it's because. You like the idea of just doing things without moving. Yes. I think because I think if you're sitting there and then um, a beer is across the room, you'd like to lift it and bring it to you without moving. Who wouldn't? Yeah, but is that the best superpower if you had to pick one? Yeah, because you can do everything. Yeah. She can fly, she can pick things up, she can move things with her mind, she like could read minds because of it, take them over, I think. Probably something she can do. And if she can't do it right now, she'll learn it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Who was your favorite superhero? Uh, oh, man. I like the Wolverine. Yeah, Wolverine was hands down yeah. my favorite one. I had an action figure growing up of Wolverine, and my older brother ripped off the arms and the legs. And I brought it up with him like two weeks ago <laughs> you remember <laughs> when you killed my wolverine um and, and kind of aside from from superheroes but kind of along the same lines i really like transformers um i i, I watched i liked transformers when animorphs I was young. animorphs Ana- 
Like the books? Well, those were good too. But then the the animal well, morphing ones is probably not called animorphs. <laughs> you mean Beast Wars? That's the one. Yeah, okay. yeah, 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 Beast, yeah. Beast Wars and Beasties was the uh, was yeah Transformers turned into animals. Optimus Prime was a gorilla. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and that was my all time. That was the best show. Yeah. Um, There's also a show called Gargoyles, which was cool when I was young. But yeah, Beasties and Beast Wars was cool. Uh, but there was one called Reboot. Do you know Reboot? I remember the name. Okay. Well, that was a fun story. People- <laughs> what do you want from me? I don't know. <laughs> I want someone that communicates. <laughs> yeah, well. We could probably find a third Dave. Yeah. Put us in the middle. How, how's the, how are we ever going to have guests on? Um, I don't know. They can, they can be right there in the back of their head. <laughs> it can be pointed at the camera. That'd be really funny, actually. Yeah. Hey, you know we're doing another podcast right after this? Is that the debt one? Yeah. No, I did not know. Yeah. So thanks for caring about my schedule. No problem. <laughs> <laughs> All right, what else we got? All righty. Uh, give me a second. Um, We've got... Oh, Spider-Man was also my... Ah, Spider-Man was really good. But you know what a superhero grew on me as I got older more than anyone was Batman. Batman was not my favorite growing up. It is probably one of my definitely top three now. Batman. Yeah. And and then, yeah, we're not going on best superpowers now. We're just talking about cool things. I don't think we ever talk about superpowers because I think uh, probably like, I don't know, four out of the ten people we've talked about so far didn't have a power in any way, shape, or form. (laughs) Yeah, but Batman, I don't think there has ever been... No one has cooler characters and villains, I think, than Batman. Like yeah, everything I, around Batman is super cool. But I think that's only true with the new movies. No, because I've watched cartoons, I've played the video games. Um, Batman's—they got a lot of good characters. So does Spider-Man. Like Spider-Man's solid that way too. But I think not every superhero has great characters, like uh, people to fight against. Yeah, I think you're right. Actually, because until until the the Avengers came out as a, like a mainstream movie, I had never heard of half of the people. <laughs> first of all, and uh, yeah, I never even heard of the enemies. Yeah, especially the enemies. It's like, oh, Red Skull. Yeah. Oh yeah, he was a thing. Yeah, yeah, he was cool. <laughs> but um, yeah, so Spider Man and Batman, I think, have this best villains, which might be part of the reason why they're so popular. Like Superman, like a Superman. Superman's a really cool superhero. I think he's got the worst villains of anyone. Really? Yeah. I think so. What's his face? That that dude, Lex Luthor. Yeah, him. Yeah. What is he? He's a bald genius. Yeah, he's, he's a genius. He's like he's like he's not Iron. the Joker. Yeah, but he's like Iron Man, but evil. Yeah. Still, is it cooler than a Batman villain? Like the Joker. Yeah, but the Joker's got a special place in everybody's heart. Okay, but fine. And it's because of Heath Bane Ledger. Is cool. It's because of Heath Ledger. The Riddler's cool. Let's get back to Heath Ledger. It's because okay. of him. Heath <laughs> Ledger, there's a, sh- a movie uh, called The Knight's Tale. Ah, uh, favorite. Um, Absolute favorite. Which is so funny. Yeah, yeah, it's such a good movie. Yeah. Yeah. It's, so let's talk about movies for a second. So I feel like I have a theory that when you're a kid, the movies that you watch sometimes aren't actually good movies. No, I've watched The Night Tale like 20 times. Still good. Okay. Because yeah. there's this movie called Going the Distance, and it was a, a Canadian much music movie. Okay. I did not know this. I thought it was in the same level as Euro Trip and Road Trip and Old School, and I loved this movie. 
And then it wasn't until I was later to find out that it was like some type of C-list, much music. Okay. So if anyone from the movie Going the Distance sees this, uh, I would like a signed T-shirt. And uh, we should do a sequel. <laughs> yeah. Called Still Going the Distance. With Dave. <laughs> what was the movie about? Um, was it kind of like a Euro trip type, uh, kind of fall out of fall in love type idea? A bunch yeah, of a guy's girlfriend uh, doesn't quite love him as much as she loves her. He goes, She goes to Toronto to the Much Music Awards um, to be with this kind of hot producer guy. Yeah. She still, he still thinks that... Um, She's the one who wants to ask her to marry him, travels across Canada with his ragtag group of friends, meets some girls, has trouble seeing the girl that he met is actually the one for him. You're talking to the side of the microphone. Avril Lavigne is in it. <laughs> okay. So is the Swollen Members. Wow. It's a great movie. Sounds, uh, sounds awesome. Yeah. Hey, you know what was really good movies? Uh, the American Pie movies. Yeah, American Pie was... Um, well... Except for, I guess, the American Pie with the original people. Because they, like they did Bandcamp. Bandcamp. They did uh, something pie. Um, not pie, like a pie, like a frat. Um, they did uh, the Book of Love or something like that. Yeah. They do competitions. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, and the Naked Mile. Yeah. Yeah. Um, those aren't great movies. No, they're all good, man. <laughs> they're all really good. Uh, yeah, they're all great. I thought I was doing so good, and then you said I was talking into the side of the mic. You were literally like up here. Yeah, but I'm trying to watch this thing. Yeah, I get it. If you guys noticed the last video, I'm all over the place. Like, Hello. <laughs> it was horrific. Um, all right, what do you want to talk about? Okay, we're talking about uh, next topic. Uh, we're going to talk about technology that you can't live without. Um, Spotify. Really? Yeah, I love Spotify. I list uh, the amount of times. Spotify also with my Google Home. My favorite thing in the world. Is, Are you flexing? What? Are you flexing right now? Talking about all your technology you have at your... It's a Google Home Mini. Dave's house has Google Home built into it. The walls speak. Yeah, the bricks are just Google Homes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, the bricks are actually Zunes. Do you remember the Zune? No. All right, so when iPod first came out, Microsoft wanted to compete. Actually, everybody tried to compete with iPod. Yeah. Um, so Microsoft came up with an alternative called Zune. And uh, I bought a Zune. I was one of 10 people that bought this Zune. And it did not last long. They stopped making them. So funny. <laughs> And uh, it was essentially like a, a, a Microsoft's iPod. And it wasn't good at all? I thought it was fantastic, but people just wanted the brand iPod. Yeah, that's fair. That was the thing back then. I remember uh, I forgot my first iPod and you were able to like kind of jailbreak them and install games. So I had like like uh, like the Snake game, uh, that this Burke game. Brick, brick buster? Something like that, yeah. Yeah. I Do you think brands for technology matter now as much as they mattered 10 years ago? I think they matter more. Yeah. Man, you think about it, dude. A freaking iPhone's $1,000. Like, that's, that's fucking insane. I think I just don't care as much. I, I, we're on the same page when it comes to technology. We both buy cheap technology and replace it 20 million times. Yeah. Um, but uh, people absolutely care, man. 
Like that's why they can get away charging the same amount for a phone as I can uh, in like an enterprise grade computer. I get it with game consoles. You you do. Yeah. I um It's like uh So what do you think's more valuable, a game console or a phone? Cuz a phone costs twice as much as a game console. I think a phone really if you wanted to could it does way more than a game console does. Sure. Uh, and I think eventually game consoles are probably going to be replaced with some type of uh, casting phone thing. You like, man, you're, you're so far behind. This technology has been out for years. Okay, fine. Okay, get good games like you got the good, like there God of War, games. like so, Assassin's Creed Odyssey so, and stuff is on your phone. Not that uh, you would actually uh, probably care all that much, but um, they're making now uh, kind of like a Netflix for games, where what ends up happening is Microsoft's doing that, isn't it? There's a whole bunch of them, yeah. Um, Google Stadia, I think, is one right now. Might be Microsoft Stadia. Man, we're not a tech channel, just to be clear. <laughs> but anyway, so what's happening is um, these developers, they have a, uh, they're basically hosting the games on their servers. All of the rendering of all the graphics and stuff like that happens on their servers, and then they send it to your computer already pre-displayed. So your computer's not doing nearly as much processing Um and so they're basically making it so that really, you know, average con- uh, computers can play really, really, really good games, uh, and they're going to try to do it cross-platform, right? So um, it's going to be really interesting. For like twenty bucks a month, you get access to everything. I'd do it. It's kind of like Steam. It's 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 more like Netflix for games. You just have an inventory of games. You push the game you want to play. It loads up instantly because it's already pre-installed, and you just start playing. Um. I think we have to take a break to talk about our sponsor. We don't have a fucking sponsor. <laughs> Who's our sponsor, Dave? Lawn darts. Lawn darts. Fun for the whole family. Aerate your lawn. Okay. It's good. You wow. can use it as a, uh, as a skewer if you want to cook something. Okay. Did you ever have lawn darts? No. What was your... Um, what do you think was the most nostalgic um, children's kind of toy... That you had when you were young. You know what? I don't really remember much about my childhood. However, <laughs> I do remember. They woke up in the lab. Yeah, must have. I do remember this oh. implanted memory of when I. Uh... <laughs> you showed photos when you woke up. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, I remember I had this friend named Manuel, and we were living in Quebec together. And he had a bigger brother. Uh, his brother's actually very famous now. Actually, a uh, super, super famous uh, YouTuber magician. Fascinating, right? Uh, anyway, um, I bought a cap gun from him. He uh, he kept this cap gun uh, in his room slash closet thing, and he's like, hey, you, you can have this cap gun for $2. Now, you got to remember, $2 was like big, big money uh, back when I was probably like five or six, right? And I remember bringing this cap gun back home, and I was hiding it because it's a you know quote-unquote gun, right? And um, didn't have any caps for it, nothing. And uh, the latch was broken because it was one of those like eight shooters, you know what I mean? But the latch to like close it was broken. But he was showing it to me as if like, oh yeah, look at this, I can open it, it's super cool. And then it was just broken. I um, I felt so betrayed. I actually I actually think of this now, and I I can still feel the guilt. I think it explains your trust issues. It's all started there, and it all started there. Yeah, that yeah. explains it. Yeah, so I was like, Dave, like I got a business opportunity for you, and then you just screamed, "The latch was broken." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. When I when I grew up, um, I didn't ask you back. Though. A friend of mine, Richard Mallon, lived in the house behind me. Okay, and I I was apparently a liar, and I just said that I had snakes that lived in the woods. 
and uh, I was probably six or seven. I okay. said, there's a snake. And then uh, Richard, who was my best friend at the time, was going to move. Did you call him Dick? No, because I was five. Got it. Okay. <laughs> six. Okay. Um, and I wasn't a, you know, a bully. Got it. Well, kind of, if, if I finish the story. <laughs> okay. <laughs> he, uh, he says he wanted some snakes, like my snakes, for his new house. Yep. And I said, if you give me $2, the snakes would go to your house. And then he paid me two dollars for these make. That's not bullying. Snakes. That's being a scammer. Oh my god! This explains so much. Yeah. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, I never did anything like that. Yeah. No. Because you need the friend in the first place. Yeah. To, yeah. This is just your it. friend Manuel is actually just the manual you they gave you yeah. at the lab. I haven't talked to him in forever, man. So. Let's reach out to him right now. Let's get him on the phone. Yeah, I'm not that. No, Manuel. It's uh, Dave Moffat. I'm uh, here at the podcast, and you're live. I feel. <laughs> That'd be funny. I feel like uh, this light's way brighter than that light. Yeah. Yeah. You know what else is bright? Huh? The flame of a Lucky Strike cigarette. <laughs> oh, my God. We're not back <laughs> to this. We're going to get sued. <laughs> this is just the worst. All right. I forget what we were talking about completely. Oh, yeah. Technology can't uh, go without. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, my favorite thing is I walk in the house. I go, hey, Google. And I say, play dinner music. And it plays this weird playlist that I love. Uh, is it uh, like stereotypical? Like dun, 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 dun. no, it's no. just like Elton John and Ed Sheeran and some James Blunt. It's all stuff that I like that takes me down. Okay, got it, got it. And then I go, "Hey Google, play Green Day." And then my son, my son Lincoln, is a year and a half. He goes, bobs his head to it. It's hilarious, and he loves it. Yeah, he loves it. That's cool. Um, but yeah, um, I like my Google Home. Your Google Home. Can I live without it? Absolutely. So what? Do I want to? No. So what technology can you not live without? I cannot live with those. Yeah, like, well, like answer the original question. <laughs> um, I there's no way I could live without my cell phone. No, no, I um I like watching Netflix. I like watching YouTube. Yeah. Um. So having something that I can do to watch, like when I'm cleaning the house or when I'm doing chores or I'm building something, I'm always ha- listening to a podcast. I'm watching something. And I think the same. You probably. We're both the same here. Our whole lives, in terms of our businesses, is mainly through our phones, right? Like, it just never stops. And that's actually the tough thing. So, like, when I come home from work, I try to disconnect. That's why I like the farm. That's why I like the foraging. And uh, my family can help with that and try to disconnect. But the problem is, is when you have fun with your phone, and your phone is also the source that people contact you on, it's this kind of never-ending stressor. So... It's funny because I think uh, as much as the phone probably brings me a lot of joy, I bet it brings me more anxiety, just always having it there. Like it rang over there while we're doing this. Um, oh, did it? Yeah. Mine did too. Yeah. yeah. So I, I, I bet, I wonder if phones make people more uneasy. You're always available. You know, it's it's actually interesting that you say that. Um, everything's freaking interesting with me, man. Um <laughs> <laughs> it's true. I was like, "Hey, Dave, do you want half this peanut butter jam sandwich?" He's I'm like, like that's "Man, that's, that's yeah. super interesting. <laughs> that's good. That's a good offer." Said, oh, that's that's fascinating. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, I, I I think you're right because I don't know if you've ever had this moment where you're expecting like a phone call or a text or something like that, and you're literally looking at your phone yeah. every you're 30, not even 30 living, seconds, you're just right? It. Yeah. Uh, I think that happens all the time. Right, because I have my phone on my desk so that I can see my text, texts and my emails come in because I can see my emails come in faster by looking at my phone than I can by looking at my computer screen, which literally has my emails on it, but it's just easier to focus on the phone. 
So it's constantly this thing you check, right? It can't be healthy. It really can't. No, because when you look at, um, I picked up foraging like three weeks ago, and it's been fun. Um, you're actually completely in it. You have to wear headphones. Well, you have no choice, right? Yeah, you're you're moving the metal and you're doing stuff. The relaxation I feel. You should make a a, a forging uh, playlist, yeah. but I don't mean of like other people singing. You should sing. Yeah, I'm forging. I just go drop it like it's hot, and I'm like, ow. <laughs> <laughs> that's good that's good um but that's um i feel that that is a mindset that i'm not i'm not used to yeah i'm used to um i got i got a coach his name's jeff he's helped me with my business he says that people can't multitask yeah they think they can multitask but people can't really multitask whenever you multitask something pulls from one to go to the other um and i can see your face dave because Dave I, would be a self-described awesome multitasker. Not self-described. I'm just described as. <laughs> <laughs> um, so that that's something I wonder, like the level of multitasking that our generation and the generation before, and maybe my parents' generation, I'm not sure, at what point you felt like you had to do so many things at once. And From, that, whether or not that it actually brings you joy or makes you relax. Or, yeah, that's, that's interesting. From my understanding, multitasking as we know it now is a product of our generation from my understanding um i was taking a, a management slash business development course and oh, uh, was it the the college i taught at <laughs> it was not the college you taught at <laughs> <laughs> and anyway they were talking about uh interruptions and, and and taking your mind out of things and all this type of stuff and they were talking about you know getting distracted and how even the smallest distraction actually um in your mind, cognitively, is that a word? Yep. Um, interrupts you for 23 minutes. Right? And so now you imagine how much attention you're actually focusing on something if you're doing three or four things at once, right? When you understand that. Um, and I actually tried with my whole team to implement this thing where you just don't bother me between these hours and these hours. And if you have questions, you can answer them. Ask them at this specific time. Didn't really work out that well. Um, but we tried it. So we're, we're kind of going into... Um, the management, uh, work-life management thing. Sure. Um, how do you relax? How do you come down? If you're working and you're in a high-stress environment and you come home. Sure. Um, we both have young kids that sometimes scream at home. Yeah. <laughs> what's your What's your relaxing? I work more. Do you think that, that works? Yeah. So I have a theory about this. like, I, I, I'm exact same way because for me, I find it more relaxing getting work done and having less on my plate than it is to actually relax. But I wonder if it's actually relaxing. I wonder if you're actually recovering. I wonder if your brain is calming down. I wonder if you're getting well rested for the next day. I wonder. Yeah, but like, here's the thing is that I think that, and we might slightly disagree on this, right, Is is I think that there's this idea in the world that if you work a lot, you're just naturally unhappy and you, and, and you must not like what you do because I don't disagree you know, with that. No, for sure. Right. It's, 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 you know, that you must be just a, a horrible person who really likes working all that, that much and all this type of stuff. I, 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 I enjoy what I do. Right. And it's not so much the actual like busy doing work. Cause that's rarely what I do anymore. And it's, it's, because in fact, I, I hate paperwork, despise it, right? Um, but I like the, I like, to me, 
a business is like a baby, right? I used to describe it as Lego blocks, but the thing with Legos, you can build it exactly the way you want it, but that's just not the way business is, right? A business is like a child, right? You can you can raise it, you can kind of instill the the ethics and morals and, and direction that you would hope that it takes, and then it's going to be influenced by by your team, by your your clients, by your customers, et cetera, et cetera, by the market, uh, and then it'll kind of create itself, right? Um, I like that process. I like the the building of business. I think it's fascinating. And so I get thorough enjoyment out of it, right? Yeah, but I wonder at what point. So I, I keep thinking um, as far as relaxing and, and home life management, two, two, two things. Yeah. Um, I work too much. I definitely work too much. And my brain is kind of focused on what's the next task. So yeah, my version of relaxing a, is you like, see it as a negative though, right? You see, oh, I work too much and, and that's intrinsically a negative thing because that's just the nature of the thought, right? Yeah, but uh, the reasoning behind it is... Um, you want to spend more time with your family and all these types of things, right? Yeah, but I'm also afraid of just being a... I'm very afraid of being a bad father. So when you look at what you got to do to be there for your kid... Um, there's the part of me that says the best thing I could do for my kid is to provide for my kid. Sure. And then I see how funny my kid laughs when we're dancing and playing with rocks and stuff. Sure. So it's like, as much as it is to provide, I am fairly certain that my kid likes me more than I likes my money. Um, and I think that sure. would be that way to some degree forever. Um, do I think that me working provides a lot of comfort for my family. Absolutely. I think there'd be a lot of extra stress if I didn't work the way but I you're, worked. But you're under, you're, you're under the assumption that if you worked more, that your son would like you less, which I don't necessarily think is, is true. Like I, you know, if I look at my own, my own father and obviously it's one example of, you know, fucking a million out there. Right. But like, my father was military. He wasn't really around all that much, and I don't dislike him really at all. Yeah, no, I'm not looking for a dislike thing. You know what I mean? I want to be my kid's best friend. Like, I want them, I want, if, if I can try to be around, then my kids call me as much as you call me. You call me, you wake up, hey, Dave, what's up? Hey, I'm driving, Dave. Like, you have that number, that That's such idea a nice way of saying what I say. <laughs> I, but but that's but that's the there's a little bit of a difference of what I'm trying to accomplish. I, I agree. Yeah. Because with my with my father, I love my father very much. I respect him a lot. What do I contact him for? I contact him for advice. Yeah. I contact him uh, to tell him some good news. Um, very rarely do I call him to shoot the shit. Yeah. Um, Interesting. So it's it's this. So and and the reason why I say this is because uh, I. I now speak with my father more than I ever did just because naturally in the military he was always gone, right? And that was, you know, probably up until the age of 12, 13 before I really quote-unquote knew my father, right? Uh, and then after that it was still very, very frequently that he just wasn't around. Um, we have a closer relationship now than we ever did to the point where, you know, I'm chatting with him a few times a week at least, right? Yeah, we'll I've, I've just awfully seen... drunk together and, and have many, many, many beers with, with Dave's. Yeah, and I'm not saying that's not possible. Yeah. I've just seen I've seen relationships where the parents and the kids completely separate. Yeah, and then there's this huge disconnect, and and, and then there's there's one example that um, haunts me. So it, it's that's just something that I keep thinking about more than anything. Sure. Um, the funny thing about my job specifically, and I think you might be similar, 
is the actual thing I do isn't what excites me. The thing that excites me is the is the planning, is the problem solving, is the growth, is the strategy. The product I actually sell. I sure. feel like if I replace that with with anything, I I might I really like what I sell, but I think if I if I replace it with a different product, I think I could be pretty much the same yeah. happiness wise. Um, so what I what excites me for business is, is um, not necessarily what I sell. So I, I do find a part of me gets caught up on that and what else I could do and things like that. I know me and you have a lot of side things that we always think about. One of them is a podcast. Because um, I think both of you and I just like kind of coming up with stuff and inventing things. I actually hate this term, but I think it describes us. Uh, a serial entrepreneur. <laughs> I hate the term more than anything. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I, I understand why. It's because you, you can't become one. You you are one or you aren't. Um, that might not necessarily be true. Yeah, I, 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 I understand where you're coming from in the sense of, of, of how you feel about your work. Um, cause I love, I like what I do. Yeah. hundred percent. Yeah. Like I, I like, I, I, like it, it's, it's, it's kind of the same thing, right? I love, I don't like the timeline. <laughs> well, I, I, I love the strategy, the planning, the execution. What I don't like is the paperwork, right? The paperwork kills me. That's why I don't do it anymore. Yeah. Right. Um, same with you. I know you're making changes and stuff like that to, to do what you like and offload what, what might not necessarily be your favorite thing. Right. Well, yeah, but just this as an example, um, last week I had the best week of sales I've ever had. Yeah. Last week I also made a homemade pair of tongs with steel. On my you forge. fucking forgot your wallet last week and made me pay for lunch. Yeah. I also did that, but that was strategic. <laughs> it was in my pocket. <laughs> Um, I had more joy from making these tongs than I did from having the best sales week I ever had. Yeah, but then, so so this one here I think is very very different though, right? Because for your work, yes, you do it for enjoyment. Don't get me wrong, right? And you love doing it, but first and foremost, it's to make money. And I think right? a part of me doesn't celebrate stuff because I think, yeah, I should have done that in the first place. You should have. <laughs> uh, absolutely, you should have. Um, but. <laughs> With with forging, you are doing the forging purely because you like it. So there's yeah. there it's it's a different it's a different um it's a different thing, right? I think it's also um, when it comes to work, it's hard to know when you're there or when you're winning or yeah. any of that type of stuff because it's a constantly growing thing. No, like it's not like you won a race and you've passed a finish line. It is, hey, I want to hit targets. I want to do this. I want to do things quicker. I want to make more sales. I want to grow. It never really ends. Yeah, but it's 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 so fascinating that you're talking about this because you're you're right that it doesn't have a start and a finish line. But you kind of do have a start and a finish line. But just every time you hit that finish line, you're like, shit, I haven't even started the race yet. Yeah, exactly. No, you're, you're not wrong. That's exactly how I think. But that's why I think I have a hard time getting satisfaction out of hitting targets. Because yeah. I go, oh, I did that. Okay, what's next? I think I uh, get caught up a lot on what's the next thing, which is, has helped me a lot. Um, it's just a, it's, it's kind of an emotional growth. You yeah. know what I mean? 
Like I know that I, when I got into business, I said, okay, I want to, if, if, if I only can make what I made in the military, I'll be more than happy. Yeah. Right. Like that was, that but was it changes quickly. It changes super quickly. Cause first of all, you don't really know until you know. And I think that's, that's something that a lot of people just aren't aware and of. You don't right? know how expensive it is to run a business. Oh my God. It's so you think cost of what you think you need to make versus what you have to make is completely different. <laughs> it's so true, man. Yeah. Just my, just my overhead is, is yeah insane. Right. But as far as work-life balance, um, if I didn't have Amanda home, I think my family, I don't, I, I don't think I could do to the level that I'm doing without Amanda being home supporting me. Like, I think it would be very difficult um, to do that with the two kids and the, and the dogs and all that stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, you've got a, you've got a lot going on, man. Yeah. Your life is... Uh, Hundred times more complicating than uh, than mine, and my life is fairly complicating compared to the normal <laughs> life. <laughs> so yeah, but it takes a lot of pressure off to know that my kids are home having fun. Yeah. Um, but yeah, what what do you work for? Why do you work? So that at a certain point in time, I never have to work again. Yeah, but I, I and it's not yeah, necessarily yeah, knowing that. everything about you. I don't think that's possible. I think you might think it. That's a goal. No, but, but I, don't but think but I, I never that. said I never said I'm I'm going to stop working. Yeah, I I just work so that I never have to again if I if I if I if I choose to. Yeah, I, I think it would be in, what's interesting is when you get to a stage where you could try something else. Yeah, but I, this is the thing is that I can't. I, I don't want to say I could. I there's no reason ever to, try. There's no something reason else. to stop what you have, but that doesn't mean you don't have more free time to play around. Like you look at this. Well, I mean, Let's we, talk about this podcast for a second. Absolutely. Uh, what's the purpose of this podcast? Well, we do it for fun. Yeah, we're, we're never going to make money off we're of it. We're doing it completely for fun. Yeah. Um, Takes a shit ton of time. So when you look at our jobs and the things that we stro- strive for and the reason we've even met each other yeah. uh, versus what we find fun, what make, like, so how do, you, how do you figure that out in your brain? What you get enjoyment out of? You like creating. And this is the point I was going to make, right? That I'll never. When you talk about trying something new, I don't think I'll ever try something new because what I like is I like building business, and so I'm always building business, no matter what it is. And and again, we'll never make money from this podcast, but the idea is to treat it like a business. You know, put the effort, put the time, and make sure we've got professional stuff going on, except for our lovely uh, studio here. Um, but the idea is to do it properly. Um, and uh, and make sure that we do it semi okay. I wish we were just a little bit more creative. I think that's the biggest thing that uh, I lack, at least, is the creativity side. I don't think we're not cr- creative. I'm I think, definitely not. Creative. I think we're extremely um, hard on ourselves. Sure, <laughs> sure. More than we ever have to be. I um, um, I always think that if I had if I had a tangible skill, a tangible skill, and I mean. You know, being a carpenter, an electrician, a plumber, uh, uh, anything with my business mind, that would be killer. Okay, so my friend Isaac and I yeah. started, uh, you know, started filming videos for us forging. We're calling it Forge Brothers. We got an Instagram page. Yeah. We're going to have a YouTube page. We're getting it going. And you guys are going all out, man. Yeah. Like, this is a joke compared to what you guys got going on. Yeah, but what I realized was... Um, you take eight years of business 
and you put me into a YouTube page. And yeah, I was yeah. like, all right, let's get this going. We, we need, need a logo. It. We need a cash. We need this content. We need to do this. This is our goal. This is our projections. Um, it's funny once you run a business, how it changes things. Um, just even the way you, th- you think about things. Um, because I'm, I'm, I tried to run a t-shirt company business thing when I was young. Yep. Uh, friend Corey and I, um, but we didn't do any marketing. We didn't do anything. Um, versus now. So I, I think one of the most important things that I want to like teach my kids is business. Or at least the, 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 the thought process of business. You know what I mean? Uh, being, being creative, like dr- dr- dreaming. I, one of my, one of my least favorite things I hear is someone says I'm a realist. Uh, <laughs> I'm a realist. What does um, that even mean? Yeah. What it means is that they think my dreams are stupid. Yeah. But I got a lot of, there's a lot of dreams. You can get 10 in a day. I'm not saying all my dreams are good, but but I, I want my kids, and if I can even help other people in business and, and, and stuff, um, if you think of things, you have dreams. Um, I think that is the most important thing. But I think there's this kind of negative culture that, you know, that's never going to work. Yeah, you're you're so on point there. Uh, like this this podcast, they're like, oh, who's going to watch this? Who cares? Yeah, yeah absolutely. Because <laughs> of shit, man. We're just sitting here <laughs> We're shooting drinking the shit. beer, having fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, but it's 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 funny you say that, and I, I know we talk about this often. And, and I guess if I had a motto, if if it was anything, is you know the worst that anyone's going to say is no. Um, and that applies to everything, right? You know, I think like, that actually is pretty close to your motto. Oh yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Except for I see said the blind man to the deaf dog. That's yeah. a that's a big one too. Um, but this this whole concept of of just trying something, you know what I mean? You know, oh yeah, I want to do this. Okay, well go do it. You know, go. You know, hey, I want to. Uh, I don't know. What's a good example? I want to freaking take a trip. Okay, well then, like plan it out. Like start doing the work to it. Right? Okay, gar- I don't have the money. Okay, well you know. Go find the money, and and I know that like that sounds like okay, money apparently is easy to make, but this this whole concept is is if you just sit there and say that you're never going to do it, well, guess what? You're never going to do it. Yeah, you're never going to budget. You're never going to know what it costs. This is just it, right? So if you start taking positive action and positive steps towards what you want to do, you'll actually, you know, hey, you may not 100 percent get there, but you might 50 percent get there, and. And that fifty percent is a whole lot further than you were before. Well, me and you were joking about uh, having a place in Florida. We were driving. We were, hey, that would be a fun idea. Yeah, absolutely. So I went home. I researched it. I know get away know from the our rough, wives. Yeah, I know the rough costs. I know what Canadian bank lets you do U.S. mortgages. I know quite a bit about it. If you ever want to meet the most annoying human in the world, is you talk to this guy about anything new, and I shit you not, within an hour, you're going to have a full synopsis of everything <laughs> that can ever go along with it. Yeah, yeah man. But you got to... <laughs> I got a call, a text, and a Facebook message <laughs> in the span of like 15 minutes. Well, that's because the bar just needs to be low for what is an idea. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you want to do that? Sure. Okay, well, let's find out because then worst case, we know more about it. Well, how many times have we tried to do something where we learn so much about it and then it's like this tiniest little thing that we would have never thought about that ended up screwing the whole deal? Yeah, uh, 100%. Like, but so you have often. to go in. You have to go in thinking you're going to do it. You have to go in thinking it's possible to try. Like, yeah. The problem is... Um, Dave and I um, look at properties. 
Um, our the properties that we have tried to buy, ninety nine point nine nine percent of them don't work. Um, we don't buy them. It ends up being a waste of time, in a lot of people's eyes, a waste of time. What we're doing is we're finding out things, we're learning things, we're learning uh, people's mistakes. Um, so like when you when you, I, but I think people get caught up on what's a waste of time. But uh, it's not a waste of time if you're learning something. Oh, oh, that's that. You know that is that is so true. I remember um, when I brought on my first staff, uh, and you're training them how to to make phone calls and stuff like that. And they're like, "Oh, what what if I screw it up? You know, it's going to cost us a lot of money, right?" It's like, no, it's, it's you're spending that money on learning, right? And that's not spending money. But how many things can you learn without spending a single penny? So much stuff, right? Like, how many offers have we written on properties where we learn? So much stuff, and I feel really bad for the realtors. <laughs> yeah, we were clear though. <laughs> we were. We're very clear. We were. They just, and they... never once did we ever think we weren't going to do it. It's That's not... the difference too. We go yeah. in hot. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. we do our research and we we do pros and cons, and we back out if it doesn't make sense. Yeah. And I think there was only one time that I can remember where we're like, yeah, yeah, let's do this. We're going to buy this. Call up Josh and say, hey, Josh, can you? And uh, I, I, we haven't done really much with Josh lately, but uh, we call up Josh and we say, hey, can you put in this offer? And then I think 15 minutes afterwards that the offer got submitted, we're like, yeah, we're not doing this. Yeah, that was. Uh, that's the only time I can remember. So sorry, yeah, Josh. Sorry, for Josh. That one. Yeah, that was. A... We, but again, we never thought that when we messaged you. No, 15, later, 15 <laughs> minutes later, though, we, uh, we realized that uh, we fucked up. Yeah, but you have to, you have to learn. You do. You um, do. So that's something too. Just to go back on the kid topic, um, I want like I I had this theory I told you about um, where I like to have my kids start some type of business. Yeah, um, lemonade stand. Yeah, lemonade and you're stand. Make me Ten, drive out to it. Ten years old. Write me some. Write me a little business plan. Do a little projections. What you think is going to cost? Two bucks. You buy, sell ten. Just do something to learn it. You know, this is a fascinating idea and. I, I I think that fear of failure is probably the biggest thing that holds people back. People think that they're going to fail. Yeah, we fail a lot, though. So what, much. What, way more but, than we succeed. Yeah, but what you learn is that failing isn't that scary when you have calculated risk. Like, you, you look at stuff. What's failing? A lot of times, people's version of failing is a waste of time. That's not that scary. Yeah, you can waste too much time, but... Again, are you learning? Are you taking notes? Are you are you trying to improve yourself? Sure, and you know, looking at looking at like because people are going to be watching this on YouTube. You know, look at this YouTube channel for example, right? I mean, if we wanted to, we could have done this with a phone, yeah, right. We could have done this with a phone, not spent anything on any of this equipment or anything like that. Uh, but we did. But I also use it for my business as well. But let's assume that we didn't. I'm going to be all into this. Including all the logos and stuff we made for like fifteen hundred bucks. Now, is that a lot of money? Yeah, absolutely. Don't get me wrong, but you don't need half of this stuff, right? And so, what's the worst that you're going to do? Is you're going to spend a lot of time on something. It's not going to end up working. And then what? It just doesn't work. And, and then again, when you're looking at risk, did you have fun when you did it? Ah, oh, yeah, absolutely. Like, there's some stuff that um, my friend Isaac and I had a landscaping company when we were in high school. And called CNA site improvements, and we did stuff, and we didn't make enough money. I was bad at quoting jobs. I I did a golf course for ninety bucks. So that's how bad I was at quoting how much things cost. And they were like, "Oh my god, yes, yeah." <laughs> um, but man, the memories I made. 
Yeah. Uh, were huge. And I learned things. Like, um, but it's funny, like you look at, I, uh, I keep tying back into parenting because parenting is very big in my mind. Um, you look back at me as a kid, um, I mentioned this to you, my, my mom always said, hey, you're going to be an entrepreneur like me. And I never knew what that meant. It actually meant very, it wasn't specific at all. It's, you're going to run a business, that could be anything. Sure. Um, but what it did do is it made me have this concept that I can just kind of do anything. Uh, yeah, this is a, this is fascinating, everybody. Okay, uh, I think that the way people talk about themselves is the way they perceive themselves. Right? I think that this whole idea of power of positivity and constantly being positive toward yourself and others really molds how people are. That's the only pseudoscience I believe in. Right? So, uh, and I talk about this to Dave all the time. Right? Is is this idea that business owners have to be slightly cocky. And I'll explain this a little bit, right? Is the concept is, and I actually got this from Grant Cardone, um, 10X rule, super good book anyway. doesn't really matter. Hold the concept of you really have to think you are the best or why are you doing it, right? Um, but this can be translated to a whole bunch of things. You know, your mother telling you that you're going to be an entrepreneur, you telling yourself, yeah, I'm going to be an entrepreneur, entrepreneur naturally makes you believe, yeah, I'm going to be a freaking entrepreneur. So now you're going to seek out opportunities that help you achieve that goal. Yeah. And was it, I did landscaping. I tried to do a t-shirt thing. I ran the math on running a popcorn stand and like a boxing club. Like it was not, yeah. Were the ideas solid? No. Um, you failed a lot though. And you learned a lot. Yeah. You, you, yeah. You learn a lot and right. you, you realize that failing um, can actually be fun when you do it with people. I have a bad habit of bringing people on with me. Because I think it's much funner to do things uh, with somebody than by yourself. Um, so when you actually look at a lot of those businesses, T-shirt thing was with Corey, C&H was with Isaac. Uh, we do stuff, a ton of stuff together. Yeah. Um, so I think sometimes... And Dave regrets it all, especially this. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you need, you, you, but why do I choose somebody? It's all excitement. You need someone to get excited with. Yeah. Imagine going into something and, and it being, yeah, this isn't going to work. This is going to suck. Yeah, well, we both have some people that we know that think things are scary, think things might not work, think you don't necessarily know what you're doing. Um, yeah. yeah. It would be very hard to go in full on a business and thinking that you're actually going to succeed, knowing that people that you respect and love uh, don't necessarily think you're going to do it. Um, oh, it, uh, hands down. Like this is, this is really, yeah, yeah. And people think they're helping. No, hey, they're don't not, do man. that, man. You're not going to make it. No. Yeah. Like you're, you're shooting me before I even get to start. Yeah. It puts doubt, right? Yeah. Then you don't put effort. And then once the one thing goes wrong, you're not going to be thinking, oh, okay, how do I improve? You're going to be thinking, oh, that motherfucker was right. So, not to get too specific, but like you look at, I brought on the first person on my team. The first person I brought on my team didn't work the way I wanted. Yep. Um, I got a, <laughs> a credit card for 12 grand. I spent it all on leads. Yeah. I hired somebody. I gave the leads to that person. I feel like I had a little bit to do with this. You story. had a lot to do with it. <laughs> uh, did not work. I lost like 12 grand. Um, it a lot, spent a lot of time. The amount of information that I learned in that process was invaluable. Yeah. I learned how calling people worked. I learned how you had the speed, how you had to manage it. 
Um, I honestly do not think that I would be where I'm at today if I didn't bring someone on and spend a bunch of money on a credit card because I thought this was foolproof. <laughs> I had nothing to do with this. <laughs> yeah. But like that was not a, a success story, but it made me you yeah, think. But, you know, it, it, it's so it, – I find it so funny because people so are so scared to spend money on – education or, or money on things right so you know uh in, in business things cost a lot of money yeah. admittedly the right? startup cost for a business is i think the biggest hurdle it's it's astronomical right and, and and dave used to be really 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 fucking bad for this right like i'd be like dave go get yeah. this app go you know he'd no, it's want, nine dollars a month it's nine dollars <laughs> a month he'd be like absolutely not i'm not paying for this i'm just gonna build something out on excel and it's gonna be fucking fantastic <laughs> and it wasn't fantastic okay um, yet, you know, people equally are more than willing to go, you know, drop, you know, a hundred bucks at a restaurant. I'm not talking about you specifically in these examples, but a hundred bucks at a restaurant. Yeah, cause, or, Cause you're talking about you when I met you. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> about a restaurant bills. It wasn't even until I brought it up. You guys realized. <laughs> yeah, man, it was, it was a tense, uh, but you know, you go spend a freaking fortune. You go drop a hundred bucks at a restaurant. They'll go drop $40,000 on a degree that they'll, they, they never really intend to use cause they don't even know what they want to do anyway. Yeah. Right. Cars, uh, cars, you know, you'll go spend all of this money on all of this Vacation. quote unquote useless stuff relative to what people want to do admittedly right yet you know they're like oh i have this great idea but it's going to cost two grand well it's like okay if you found you know 40 to go buy your car you found you know a hundred times 40 days this year that you went out to the restaurant you know you can find the two grand to 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 do what you actually want to do if it's that important right yeah some of that is a culture thing yeah it's true like there's a culture thing that it's very okay to buy a car it's very okay to Go spend money on trips. It's okay to go buy a house. Um, it is odd to follow your dream. I think it's. I think that's a an odd thing, and I think people get scared and they get nervous. But but you're right. When following your dream costs ten grand, versus doing a job that you hate and paying for a forty thousand dollar vehicle, it is funny what people. Uh, yeah, but it's it, it, it. And I'm the, I was the same way. I, I get it, man. But like when you when you really look at the risk reward, okay, what is more risky? Let's look at the example of buying a car or spending ten grand on a business that might not work. Let's let's consider the two of these, okay? So you're going to buy a car that gets you from point A to point B. That's going to lose value and literally isn't going to advance your life in any meaningful way, okay? Or and you can theoretically do both of these because you could go buy a car cheaper and go and finance your business, right? Or you go and finance your business that, you know, even if it has an 80% chance of failure, but has 20% chance of making 50 grand, what's riskier? The thing that gets you nothing that you spent 40 grand on or the thing that spent you, you know, that you spent 10 grand on that only has a 20% chance of working? Yeah, but if there were people that said you could do it, Oh, I, I completely agree. I think yeah. that I think that business is mostly mindset because I've met a whole lot of smart people in this world that you know technically could do the job, but from a business acumen mindset, couldn't. Yeah, because um, my uh, I've had a family and friends that um, thought that I was doing the wrong thing when I went into my job. Yeah, me too, man. Um, me too. I very luckily had a wife that was very supportive and is very supportive. Yeah, buddy, me too. Um, Your wife's great. So I and, and I know, uh, yeah. Shout out to the wives. 
Um, I'm not doing that chore list tonight. Uh, <laughs> you're a hero. I'm buddy. busy doing you're, a podcast. You're a hero in my eyes. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I know uh, entrepreneurs that um, have uh, spouses and significant others that aren't supportive. And you can watch it just cripple them. So. Yeah, because imagine, imagine if you're always told that it's not going to work and that's a stupid idea. Well, you, like, look, just imagine that. Yeah, but look at my career. How long did it take for it to work? Yeah. What, how four long, years? How long have you been a mortgage broker? Eight. Eight, so like 7.8 years? Yeah, it just worked <laughs> this week. <laughs> no, yeah, it took yeah. like four solid years. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And it actually, the funny thing about it, um, not to give you too much credit because I don't want to do that. No, you got to boost my ego. Okay. Is um, when Dave met me, uh, I had a very different opinion of business than I do today. And um, if anyone I have any advice on it, it's just listen to me for business. It is to have an accountability partner, but have an accountability partner that's not trying to be nice <laughs> because that's not helpful. <laughs> There's nothing helpful if someone truly loves and respects you. They're not going to say it's all, all, all going to be okay when they see you doing something terribly wrong. So you need, you need someone to say, hey, Dave, you set goals. Quick question, why are you still in bed? And it was, <laughs> the funny thing about it, as much as it pissed me off, it was a great question. Why did I even bother to set those goals if I'm sleeping in until 9? Um, those are the type of interesting things that you really kind of learn and uh, and the one thing you did for me is you never once thought that I couldn't do the job. You just thought I was lazy. Still do. Yeah. <laughs> listen, listen. We'll, we'll, we'll see what daily tasks get done by one of us. Love it. <laughs> All right. We'll see. My who, days are slow right we'll, now. Okay. We'll see, okay. All right. You can see. You can eat my dust. <laughs> if you want me to teach you a few things. Yeah, okay. that'd be great. Thanks. Um, but that was something that was always fixable. Yeah. Just get up, work hard. Do your thing. Set yeah. goals. Why aren't you doing them? Um, that type of thing was way more beneficial um, than someone else, which I've, I've heard plenty of times. Why don't you get a new job? Um, I would be significantly less happy. My family would be significantly far uh, worse off if I listened to people that said that I should quit. You wouldn't have a brand new fence. Yeah, I wouldn't have that fence. Yeah. 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 Hashtag fence. <laughs> <laughs> Hashtag fence life. Yeah, absolutely. And that's a great segue uh, into our sponsorship of the day, which is uh, Dave Moffitt's Consulting Services. Yeah, and it's a um, low price at nine 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 ninety nine a month. And McDonald's fencing in Nova Scotia. <laughs> <laughs> great product. Yeah, abs- absolutely. Uh, yeah. No issues. I will call you uh, at six fifteen a.m. every single morning uh, and uh, give you shit to keep you accountable. Yeah, and you know what's the best part about this is there will be some times. Where I call this motherfucker, <laughs> <laughs> and he is not working. And uh, yeah, I, yeah, he yeah. refuses to accept it. I'd be like, "Are you working?" He's like, "Yeah, I never even went to sleep." <laughs> <laughs> that uh, happens very rarely. Yeah, well, <laughs> it still happens. It's I don't still know, happens. bud. Now that we do video chats, I can see it. Video, so we, we not do video chats. So Dave was always driving to work. He was always working. Now I just see him like, shirtless in bed. <laughs> it's like nine o'clock at night. <laughs> no, no, no. I don't know why you're sleeping. <laughs> what else? What else we got to talk about? I don't know, man. I don't know. We we went through everything. We kind of skimmed over work life balance here. Right, let's talk about work life balance for a little bit. Yeah, yeah. What time? What what's our clock at? Uh, I don't know. We're at like an hour and five minutes or so. Yeah, right, we won't take too much time. Yeah, but I think we were heavy on the work side. Who are? Um, work-life balance. 
Um, are you a scheduler? Personally or for work? Just in general. I, 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 everything is scheduled for me. So I, I put so much effort into work that when I'm not working, I don't do anything. Yeah, I think that's how we differ. Yeah. And, uh, and you could, yeah. Like I don't do it, like period, no ifs, ands, or buts. I don't do anything. But I'm literally working usually from six thirty, seven o'clock in the morning until usually 8 o'clock at night, Monday to Friday, most Saturdays, and a decent part of Sunday. Yeah, so when I, I got coaching with Jeff, um, a few things my, my dad accomplishes a lot. He works, he comes home, he builds things, he, he is always maintaining the yard, um, never seems to rest. Yeah. And I think it's a funny thing that as, as people we put on, um, do I think my dad, when I was a year old, did that? No. Um, I think he, he probably came home saw you know two kids and a crying baby um tried to you know clean up some stuff and went to bed early yeah sure um but the vibe that we get growing up was that you always have to do stuff yeah um, watching tv was unacceptable you always gotta can't play video games what do you do when you're wasting your life sure go mow the lawn sure um so one of the things that uh, happened in coaching is that uh jeff said that you think you like to do the chores because you're programmed to think you like to do the chores. Do you actually like to do the chores? Um, and the answer was, like, I liked, why did I like accomplishing things? I actually liked building a fence and then sending a picture and sending it to my mom as a grown man. I didn't actually enjoy the process. I liked having something done. It's because you needed your mother's validation. 100%. Yeah. yeah without a doubt. Yeah. Um, so when you work-life balance, I think that some of it, too, is even knowing what actually makes you happy. Sure. Sure. Yeah, I just uh, I, I just find that like I don't I don't feel like I ever really let stress impact me often. Like do I get stressed out? Sure. Do you, yeah, do you think absolutely. It, do you think it affects you more than you think? Do I think it affects me more than I think? Like health wise. Mm. Sometimes I feel not, stressed and I get like not that I would not that I would ever admit now. Yeah. Uh and maybe that maybe that'll change, but like I don't so you know you hear these stories about people that go to bed and then they wake up stressed and they're like worried about the day and then you know they they think about shit all day and then they go home and then they finally stop doing what they're doing they get all comforted and all this type of stuff. I don't I don't experience that type of stuff, right? Like if if I have a stressful day, that stress lasts for an hour surrounding the activity, even if the activity is not done yet, but an hour, as soon as I, you know, get past that hour ish, forget about that stress entirely. I go to bed and wake up New day, hunker down to it. But how much of you is is checking, looking at the screen, seeing that what's popping in? I wonder if you're actually yeah, disconnecting it as much as you think you do. Maybe, but I've I've been like this now for 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 years, and I remember well, when I think I was, you're good with stress, but I don't, I don't yeah, necessarily no, I, know I, if that means that I, I I get that right, but you know, like I've been I've been told ever since I joined the military at 18 that oh yeah, you know you're can't keep working like this, you know, you're going to burn yourself out in a couple of years, right? I have never once got to an inkling of like, oh my God, I have to take a break. Yeah, I, I did, I think, for the first time in my life when my daughter was born. Yeah, but your life is chaos. Yeah, I know. But your life the, is chaos. But that was the first time in my life where I was like, Yeah, because it was chaos crap. squared. I can't do it. Because it was fucking insane. You had fucking puppies going and kids yeah. coming and the other kids coming. And- yeah. The farm, the farm, but the the uh, dogs. But one thing that um, 
I find I think Staff. I'm very good with stress. I don't think I get freaked out. I deal in an environment where I have to unfortunately decline. You I think know. you manage stress well. I think you live in stress constantly. Yeah, but that's why I have trouble noticing. Yeah. Um, but I do find um, some residual things. Like there's sometimes where I'm just like, holy crap. Yeah, absolutely. Trust me, I fucking deal with it. Uh, you're a treat. <laughs> <laughs> this is the last episode of Beers of Dave because Dave is mean. But it, it's it's not, it's not necessarily a bad thing, right? It's 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 how do you cope? Uh, and I don't think there's no I don't think there's any right or wrong way because what how we live our lives is completely different. Uh, work I would say is pretty much the same. You get here, you fucking do a bunch of work, walk down the halls, say hey to each other. Uh, but then when we go home, it's completely different, right? Uh, I think you just decompress different. You should try my method sometimes. Oh, Your wife oh. will love it. And Manny goes, hey, Dave, no. <laughs> but Dave, just for a second, no. Yeah, yeah I'm, I'm not doing anything. <laughs> <laughs> I've seen your blanket life. Yeah. I've seen these videos where you're just in your blanket. Yeah. Yeah. True story. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I need, uh, I've, uh, I've come to the conclusion that uh, my life is, uh, I don't want to say also becoming chaotic because it doesn't feel chaotic. I'm just running out of time to do things. So like I haven't mowed my lawn in like two and a half weeks. I live in a forest at home, man. Yeah, but that's, fu- it's funny. Let's talk about lawns for a second. Sure. I, uh, last year I, um, never mowed my lawn. I didn't have time. I was exhausted. Um, did I really care about my lawn? No, I don't care what my grass looks like. I care about what my neighbors think. Yeah. I cared that my mom was like, your lawn looks like crap. Yeah, it's weird. And then eh? I mowed my lawn because of someone else's opinion. So yeah. it's those are the funny things that, as like, you look at, you have a child. I find that for the first time in my existence, I have thought about how I ticked because I'm trying to not mess up this, these kids. For the first time in my life, I've tried to stop swearing. So now I say, oh, fudge. Yeah. Hot fudge. Yeah. And I say, hot fudge Sunday. And hot fudge Sunday, just say no. That's a really bad word. <laughs> Um, I I've been starting to say man alive. Well, okay. Something bad happens. Instead of going, I just go man alive. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's good. Yeah. That's good. Something stressed. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I don't say that word. I've been not getting. Um, I'm pretty sure I was walking up the hill the other day, and my son tripped on the step. Yeah. And my son's a year and a half, and I'm fairly. Did confident. he go all the way down? No, I was holding his hand. Okay, he just got to miss a little bit. Yeah, yeah. And I'm pretty sure he went shit. Oh, he did. Really? And I was just like, ho, ho, ho. And then I was like, I don't say this word. And I go inside the house, and I was like, Amanda, Amanda. I think he said shit. I was like, I don't say that, because the only thing I ever say is the Does F she word. say shit? And she was like, I say shit. <laughs> and I was like, oh. That's super funny. Uh, I had, uh, so during this whole pandemic thing, we were uh, helping uh, one of our staff um, with daycare anyway. I remember that... Uh, uh, her kid was at home. I was home a little early, and he looked at me and he went, "Fuck." <laughs> <laughs> and and <laughs> and I'm like, "What?" And he's like, "Fuck." <laughs> and I'm like, "Well, you don't want to say that because you know that's a that's a bad word, right?" And he's like, "Yeah, well, my sister says it." <laughs> and then he just waits a second. He goes, "Fuck." <laughs> It's funny, That's man. Funny, kids, man. Kids, kids catch on really, really quick, dude. Yeah. Hey, we forgot to talk about my shirt. Oh yeah. Um, okay, so first episode. Yeah. 
Uh, Dave was wearing a work shirt. He didn't want to have it on camera. Let's just be clear. Every episode I've been wearing a work shirt. Yeah, every episode he wears a work shirt. And if any of you remember from the first episode, Dave is supposed to buy me a new shirt every episode. I don't remember this. Okay. I tried to get you to buy beer for this episode, and you came in while I was on a call and took $20 from me. I tried to get 40 <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, so the shirt just stays in the room. Yeah. And then I actually am a little conscious of it. I try to wear something that works for work and the thing, so pull up. Dave just comes in, puts on the same, like, stretch black shirt. Yeah. Yeah, totally. I've worn this shirt less than you've worn that shirt. All right, 100%. This shirt's old, man. No, but I mean just, like, today. Oh. So if any of you guys say, oh, your shirt's going to be stinky, listen. Listen, the shirt you've been in for eight hours, that's fucking stinky. Yeah. If he's going to learn anything from this this show, you're stinky. (laughs) (laughs) Baby, you stinky. <laughs> awesome, guys. Well, thank you very much for tuning in with Beers with Dave's. Appreciate it. This uh, Dirty Blonde beer by uh, Nine Locks was good. Sponsor us. I'll drink this. That's cool. And stay classy, everybody. Yep. Have a good one. We'll catch you in the next one. Bye. Beers with Dave's.